Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty. Hey, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. How you doing? I am doing all right. How you doing today, pal? Just doing great. Just looking forward to talking about the Psalms with you, having this devotion together. What psalm should we read today? Today we're going to read Psalm 3. I am reading from the English Standard Version. It is a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. O Lord, how many are my foes! Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. So, when we were talking about Psalm 2 in our last episode, we were realizing that um, thanks to the Apostle Peter and his inspiration, uh, we read in the book of Acts, Psalm 2 was written by King David. But here when we come to Psalm 3, there is this uh, attached superscript which tells us this one is from David and also gives a context for the setting of the psalm. Uh, We were doing a little digging, a little homework last week trying to figure out, well, about when in the life of David would this make the most sense and and finding some of those parallels. Uh, But here we're told this is the psalmist on the run when he had to flee from Absalom. A lot of things to talk about here. I know we're going to have some great episodes. But, um, you know, I guess I'm kind of puts me in mind of the old uh, Stephen Covey rule that you want to begin with the end in mind. And boy, this psalm ends on such a powerful note. The message is salvation. Verse 8, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Maybe we just ought to think a little bit about the salvation of the Lord. Talking about those headings, we we need to always, when the heading comes with it, I mean, there's some headings that are supplied by modern uh, Bible producers. So, for instance, right here, mine has in bold, save me, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And that's a heading supplied by the Crossway folks who put together the ESV. But the one that says a Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son, that one comes from the manuscripts. Yeah, that's been there for a long time. And, you know, there's a lot of question about were those original? Did David supply that? Or is that from a later editor of the Psalms yeah, as when, the it, when they were collecting the Psalms and that sort of thing? Right. And obviously, I guess there's a sense in which we don't know. One of the things that I, I've learned and point out is that um, I think it's in Second Samuel 22, Psalm 18. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is put into the book of 2 Samuel, and it has, as part of the text, the heading that goes with Psalm 18 in the Psalms, which I think gives us some indication oh. that those headings with the manuscript were probably, at least many of them, probably were original. They probably were a part of that, at right least there from the beginning. At least when the author of the Samuels and the Kings wrote it down, he included it mm-hmm. as a part of that record. So I think that's pretty fascinating. I think it always causes us to, to go back and ask, all right, what is this original context that this Psalm was written in? So yeah. ch- share with me a little bit 
about the whole Absalom thing here as we begin and, and then lead that into salvation of, from the Lord. Well, it's interesting. We were talking about, uh, again, last episode, um, the uh, connection between Psalm 1 and 2. And it looks like a great place for the book of Psalms to begin. And what's interesting going from Psalm 2 now to this header of Psalm 3 is you actually do have in David's life the revolt uh, of people conspiring against him to push him off the throne. And that is actually led by none other than his son, Absalom. Mm. Um, so, you know, where that where that goes back to, though, is honestly a, a um, temptation and a fall in David's life uh, where, where David um, uh, goes... I mean, he just goes off the reservation, um, given over to lust. He um, brings a married woman named Bathsheba to himself. Uh, she is married to a man named Uriah, who's actually one of David's mighty men, you know, a trusted warrior. She's the daughter of Eliam. This is another one of David's mighty men, a trusted warrior. She's got a grandpa named Ahithophel, who's a counselor to the king. Uh, everyone important to David, uh, well, let's just say Bathsheba is important to all the people who are important to David. <laughs> uh, and yet, yet David does take her, commits adultery with her, uh, arranges for her husband to be murdered to cover up a conception with this woman and a child. Um, and so all of this comes out through the uh, God's displeasure with David comes out through the ministry of the prophet Nathan. And there's judgment uh, upon David for this great sin, for the murder of Uriah. And it's caught, given occasion for the enemies of God to blaspheme him and blaspheme his people. And part of the, I know your Bible's open there, but part of the... Uh, you want me to read it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm part, in, part of the judgment is that, that his own sons will turn against him. Go ahead. Well, in Second Samuel chapter 12, when Nathan is pointing out, you are the man, here's what the Lord says through Nathan to David. Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, there and I will take your there wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. So Absalom's rebellion is part of God's discipline on David. He is one of the sons, and uh, in a real a real twist there, David's taken this wife of another man by night, by cover, and yet Absalom, as he asserts his kingship, I guess, his coup, trying to take it over, he, he takes some of David's concubines mm -hmm. as well. I mean, all, all of this that Nathan says comes to pass. And he does it as a display. He puts yeah. it on display yeah, so that everybody can tell, oh, yeah. this is what's happening. It's it's really just many levels of terrible um, judgment uh, from the Lord for his wickedness. And he has no recourse. He's a guilty man. He did it. So David, as he's this, this psalm is memorializing or even written during the flight the from flight. Absalom. That's that's, right. that's what this heading is telling us. So here's this. Now, of course, in the end, Absalom loses. Mm -hmm. Absalom loses and he dies. Ahithophel ends up killing himself. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk probably about that some more later. But here, so here this is all written and we get to the end. You said it earlier. Begin with the end in mind. Salvation belongs to the Lord. All the way along, all this that's that's happening 
David comes to that conclusion in this psalm, everything that, that allows him to have faith, that allows him to pray in this moment is salvation belongs to the Lord. How do you think that concept helped David through this rebellion that Absalom was? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, even as we're talking about that, it, it occurred to me, I'm, I'm picturing my mind, uh, going back to reading some of that, that uh, David just barely gets out of town, it seems, escaping one end of Jerusalem and Absalom and his forces are entering the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people are cursing him on the road, it's it's a really a dark time. It's hard for me to imagine in that situation uh, feeling compelled to write poetry. Uh, you know, but, but he is still the Lord's anointed. Mm-hmm. And even though this is part of a determined judgment from God, um, he wants to do what's right to be true to God and, um, and put himself in, in the trust of God that whatever God is going to do is ultimately going to be proper. So, okay, that's interesting. You brought up that idea of the Lord's anointed, which we talked about last week in Psalm 2, and that reminded us of David, even though he had been anointed while Saul was still king. And yet, even though Saul was being judged for his sin, David refused to put out his hand against the Lord's anointed. I mean, it's really just the opposite. Yeah, right. we've got the exact opposite going on here. mm -hmm. And of course, now this is God's, God is using this as discipline for David. Mm -hmm. And yet what Absalom's doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. Absalom should take the same approach David does. That if Absalom is ultimately going to be king, it needs to be because God has brought him in as king, not because he has decided to take it for himself. David set the stage for that, recognizing even though God had chosen him to be king, he was waiting for God to make it happen. He wasn't going to go out and take it himself and put out his hand against the anointed. But Absalom's doing the exact opposite right here. I will say that with the, the larger story of... Ahithophel and Absalom and Bathsheba and all of this, and 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 where I'm going, I'm getting back to this question about salvation is of the Lord. I think that David probably did have a moment where he could see how he has really wronged again all the people important in his life, and uh, and 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 how would he escape these people except for? Salvation comes from the Lord. I, I'm in a terrible situation, and I don't know how I'd ever escape the wisdom, uh, you know, of an Ahithophel. I don't know how I'm going to escape the, you know, when mighty men or a son Absalom turns on me. Uh, where do you turn? Where Where do you go? Well, let's take that a step further. Is that because he wasn't willing to just keep his troops in Jerusalem and say, "Okay, Absalom, we're going to fight right here." He fled. Yeah. Let's take that a step further because it's not just that he went against all the humans that were important to him, Ahithophel, Uriah, Eliam, he also went against God, who is important to him. He's going to write a psalm that we will get to eventually where he basically says to God, against you, you only, I have sinned. He sees the intense nature of the harm he's done to his relationship with God. And, you know, in in that position, I could understand how, I mean, if I were David, I would think there is no hope. I'm being disciplined. I deserve it. Um, And I want to dig into that some more. And we don't have time for it. So we'll probably talk more about that tomorrow. But in this moment, life is awful. I'm being disciplined. I know salvation is only in one place. God. The salvation is of the Lord. Um, You know, and there is, I think, a tone in this psalm uh, 
that that realizes uh, I, I can't save myself. I couldn't save myself through the night, but it is only by God who is able to save me. We get ourselves in such fixes. We get ourselves in such <laughs> yes, messes. We do. we do sin against God. We do sin against others. And boy, we've just we're just we're just hopeless. Who can save us? Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can save me? But God can save you. And the only one that can save me is God. Salvation belongs to the Lord. It's not in my hand. Mm. It's not in your hand. It's in the Lord's hand. So no matter what's going on, I mean, if I'm sad with God, if I'm disappointed in God, if I'm mad at God, the thing I need to remember is that salvation only comes in one place. Even if I'm sitting here thinking, I can't believe that God is possibly going to save me, I ought to understand that the the only way to get saved is God, though. Yeah. So... So if I want salvation, that means pursuing God. Yeah. No matter what else I feel, no matter what else I think, no matter what else is going on in my life, there's only one place for salvation. So why would I ever abandon the one place that would bring salvation, the one being yeah. that would bring salvation? I want to turn to the Lord. And that's yeah. what David does right here. Yeah. And no matter where I'm starting from, here he is on the run. <laughs> well, I this has been great. We're going to have some great uh, devotion talks about uh, Psalm 3 this week. I'm feeling it. Um We'd love to know what you're reading. Are you reading along with us? Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, you are the God of salvation. Salvation belongs to you. Father, I'm I'm humbled to look at the situation that uh, David was in when he was moved to write these words. And Father, may they be a word of hope to anyone that's that's looking at this and, and looking at their own situation and thinking that they are in need of a savior god it's only in you and you are glorified because of your patience your long suffering your arm is strong to save you are mighty to save you do it through the gospel of jesus christ we thank you so much for him in jesus name amen amen thanks for talking about the text with us today i'm edwin crozier and i'd like to invite you to join the christians who meet on livingston avenue this sunday for our bible classes and worship You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Boy, it's a great day to spend together with our listeners having a Bible devotion. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of defeats the purpose. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. You're... (laughs) (laughs) There. Hey, Edwin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep it running this time. Papers just just crash. We can just start. All right. <clears throat> it's funny.